I would just eat these all day. Hi, I'm Megan Gunning, host of Fresh, and today we're going to be heading to the West Windsor Community Farmers Market. The market came about in 2003. This has been our home for nine years. We started out with nine vendors, and we now have 13 farms and 13 food vendors. We're going to shop for some local produce and make a tantalizing meal at Trapiani Restaurant. My name is Jim Weaver. I'm the chef and owner of Trapiani Restaurant. Welcome. Tonight we're going to do a farm-to-table dinner. We're featuring four local farms that also are members at the West Windsor Community Farmers Market. It's all coming up next on Fresh. I'm Jim Weaver, chef and owner of Trapiani Restaurant at Princeton Forestal Village. Right now we are at the West Windsor Community Farmers Market in Mercer County. We're going to do a little bit of shopping and Jim can tell you more about that. Well, we have a big dinner prepared tonight, so I've got to get some great food and I'm going to show you some of these great farms around here because great food makes great dinners. I've heard that and oh. I'm going to make a couple of side trips also. I'll be visiting some of the farms. We'll be meeting some farmers one-on-one, -on -one, people who sell produce right here at the market. Then we're going to head back to Trapiani and you're going to whip up an amazing meal. I'm going to do my best, but you know, with all these great farmers here, I don't see how I can lose. And then we're going to share it with some friends. It's all coming up on Fresh. Chef. Doing very well. Welcome. Would you like to try some of the cheese? We tonight? do. We're going to be cooking a great meal tonight at the restaurant. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, there's no great Italian meal, meal without great cheese. <laughs> Got some great so. cheese, absolutely. Well, I suggest the Toma. It's a nice wash rinds home. Comes okay. from the Piedmont region, the Italian Alps. Uh, like to try some? Very nice. <laughs> That's delicious. Seems like it'll fit. I think that's going to go really well with the pasta tonight. We also have a nice creamy buttercup brie if you'd mm -hmm. like to try that as well. Sure. There you go, Chef. Super, thank you. Would you like a piece, Megan? Yeah, sure. So, slowly pasteurized milk. That's there delicious. You are. That'll make a nice antipasti. I think we'll put that in the there menu you go. as well. Good right? starter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, that's really nice. Good. Well, we're going to come back in a little while and pick All up right. some cheese for the dinner tonight. Sounds that's perfect. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. For more on Cherry Grove and the cheese making process, let's head to the farm. Cherry Grove is known for some of their award-winning cheeses, and I'm here in the cheese house. In, it's the cheese house, right? The creamery? The make room, yeah. The make room with Sam Kennedy, who is the head cheese maker here at Cherry Grove. So, Sam, talk to me a little bit about the process. So basically every day, you know, cows bring the milk over for us, and then uh, we get to work. Um, we'll add starter cultures to it, we'll add rennet, uh, heat it up to about body temperature, and then we kind of go from there depending on what cheese we're making that day. Talk to me a little bit about like, how long it takes for each individual wheel to come, like from milk to it's on my plate. Anywhere from you know two weeks with the Layla and you know eight nine months with the Havila. You know the way I like to explain it is, you know in the Layla there's just so much activity that we can't see going on there, and that's why that'll ripen up you know in two to eight weeks for us, or the Brie in six weeks. And the Havila, it's just a very slower process with it all. So that's why it would take eight, nine months for it to, to ripen up for us. 
you taste the milk, you have a good idea of the terroir, and really decide then what you're going to make with that mm -hmm. particular batch of milk. Yep, and depending on what time of the year it is, depends on what quality milks we're going to get. You know, the season has everything to do with what the cows are producing, what they're eating, how my caves react, um, how I'm feeling for that day. So it all matters with cheese. So the land, the herd, the cheese making, I'm sensing some sustainability here. Yep, yeah, and that kind of is uh, in the philosophy of the farm. We try to keep all of our food coming off of our land, and that's really one of the key requirements to sustainability. So no factory cheese here. You're no, actually no. working with the milk, working with the cheese, yep. figuring out what exactly you're going to make. Yep. So you're making some pretty delicious products here. Yep, yep, yeah, we tried to do our best. All right. Uh, it's, it spreads us all very thin, and we work a lot, but it's completely worth it when you see the enjoyment on the customer's face. Would you like to see the enjoyment on my face and let me taste some shall cheese? We, shall we taste some cheese? I think so. <laughs> so Sam and I are up front at Cherry Grove, going to taste some cheeses with Stacy. Hello. So <laughs> what have we got here? So we have the Lelo. It's a small bloom rind Nocentelle cheese. We also have the Hardy Aged Italian Alpine, which is our Havala. It's a nice. 14 month old cheese right now and then we also have our four and a half month old uh, grass-fed Toma with the wash rind. Which I, try. which I see has a, has a nice little award on there. Yeah, <laughs> we were a Good Food Award finalist this year. And they looked at us for you know the quality of our product but also how we treat our animals. You know, are they outdoors? Are they humanely treated? Do we give growth hormones or antibiotics or any of that stuff? Since we don't do that, we were actually able to qualify for this award. Fantastic. Yeah, start with the Layla. It's okay. a nice small Nocentel cheese. Nice okay. and creamy, bloom rinds. Mm. It's really good. So, so this is your baby, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is yours. That salty bite, mm -hmm. you know, that's uh, very characteristic of this cheese. We just found out the other day that it pairs very well with balsamic vinegar. So any type of salad. So it kind of acts just like a chef. We should go to the Havala. Havala. It's not a wash rind. It's a... Uh, it's mild, but nice and aged. Flavor of the milk is really highlighted mm. in this cheese since it's a 14-month-old um, aged product from the milk. It's the least saltiest of the cheeses, and it's a great grating cheese or just snacking cheese. But yeah, you get very, you know, hot milk flavors. Um, the yellow is that beautiful grass-fed milk. I love that. <laughs> mm. And we have our Toma, which is the Good Food Award finalist. It's a wash rind Tome, so you find out it's a creamier paste has a nice wash rind on the outside, which is all edible, and you'll get a nice earthy, grassy flavor from what the cows are eating outside, and then also a nice kind of pungent tanginess from Sam and Maliki back there washing the rind every yeah. other day. And that, you know, you'll get that grass, that earthiness, that barnyard that, you know, typically defines wash rind cheeses, and this cheese is very much, you can taste That's the that. season. <laughs> you can taste the, you know, what we do here. This really defines the way that, uh, you know, value-added products. It should be that way in New Jersey, or it's going to have to be because the land is just so expensive that you really can't get by selling milk to a co-op anymore. You have to almost make something value-added, butter, yogurts, cheeses, or ice cream. These were absolutely amazing cheeses. I think I'm going to have to stock up before <laughs> I head out. Well, we are going to head out now back to the West Windsor Community Farmers Market. Good morning. Hey Charles, how are you? Nice Good. to see you today. 
we've got to get some uh, some great food for uh, for a dish owner to make tonight. I've been making some uh, Italian gnocchi, but I want to use some great Asian vegetables in the dish. So sure. I, know you, I know you're the guy to go to. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, a lot so. of, uh, variety of selection. Uh -huh. right. So it's Chaisen Farm, and what does that mean? You said yeah, something, something different? Something new, something different. Something new, so something different. So we always grow something different. Love it. We always bring something to the customers. Well, you certainly have some beautiful things here. Thank um, you. Uh, I, I see a few things that we need to get already. I'd like to get some of this uh, water spinach. I think that add a lot of uh, color and yes. nice, nice, yes. delicious flavor, nice earthy flavor to that. So this is something good too. This. Uh, this is a new variety of the Chinese cabbage. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a very tender, sweet. I think uh, maybe yeah. I can stuff some with some sausage and serve it. Yeah, this the is, is very, this That's is delicious. Sweet. Well, I think I'll have to try that. Why not? Uh, we are the only one grow. Something new, just like yeah, this farm, something right? something new. Okay. It's something good. Great. Well, I love you. how you're thinking the meal out while you're shopping well, you the know, produce. Any chef that is not inspired by this kind of stuff is not a chef. I mean, that's that's just the bottom line. I think we're going to go for a little regular bitter melon as well, and also some of these uh, Japanese eggplant. I think uh, go well with the, oh, yeah. with the salad course of them. Right. You can uh, with salad, or I mean, uh, you know better. <laughs> All I do is put on the plate. I defer to you guys as the stars making the great food. And now, time for a more in-depth look at Chai Sin Farm. All right, we have okra, regular eggplant, winter melon, Chinese squash, Chinese eggplant. These are from Taiwan too. Watermelon. And uh, we have, as you can see, we have 20, 30 different varieties of vegetables. That's pretty much what we grow over here. Absolutely. That's and growing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check it out. Kong Do. I think I said it right. right. Long beans? Is that <laughs> right, Charles? Close to it. <laughs> okay, so how do I say it? Gong do. Gong do. I'll right. get there. Anyway, we are here with Charles. Tell me a little bit about the farm. We're standing in the middle of 40 acres? Right. Okay. And yeah. how did it come about? I know you have an interesting story. Well, we have a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... I dreamed to have a farm when I was uh, like a seven, eight. We have a farm in Taiwan. We always go to the farm after school. We catch all the insects, we play with everything, and I enjoy it, but I always dream to have a farm. That's why I bought this farm. So I know here you grow, uh, of course, Jersey fresh produce along with flowers and a huge variety of Asian vegetables, right. which I'm surprised that a lot of them are growing here. Over here, we only grow one season. Like uh, only, as everybody knows, from May to October. Okay. But in Taiwan, you grow all year. The same seeds, we grow better quality over New Jersey than in Taiwan. Huh. Because uh, Taiwan, day temperature and night temperature, very close. But we have a big temperature difference day and night. So the vegetable actually is taste much much better. Then we have a lot of a lot of friends from Taiwan. They come to taste all the fruit we grow over here. They're surprised. Yeah. They much surprised. How come this tastes better in Jersey than in Taiwan? That's fantastic. <laughs> we don't spray chemical here. And most important is this is very safe to eat without wash or anything. It does not get much fresher than that. These are so sweet, it's like candy in your mouth. I think it's 
and juicy. I could just eat these all day sitting here. How do you not eat them? All. <laughs> yeah, one more. Mmm. Taiwan is cabbage. That's a very uh, young, tender and sweet. It's different than the Chinese cabbage. I was going to say, it, it doesn't look like a lot of the cabbage that it looks you like a mintuna, the lettuce and the it, cabbage. It does. Yeah, but some hybrid I, or something. I can cut. I can cut this one so you can. Huh? We don't spray this a lot of hole, but inside. I like that you don't spray it. <laughs> you can eat it this way. Watch this one here. There's a. There's an ant. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they don't spray. Mm. It's not as bitter as a lot of cabbage. Right. It's right. got a little bit more of a, a sweet, mild right. flavor to it. Yeah, there's a supermarket call me so many times, want me to supply. I said, no, I just want to grow for my customer. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. You were saying before, it's really just a community at this point. It's totally community. It's, you know, with my last name being Circus, we <laughs> pop up tents, we build a town, we take it down, and we do it all over the next week. We started in 2004, but the idea to create the market came about in 2003 from uh, two friends of mine, Murray and Farrell Delman, who invited me to a meeting with our mayor. And uh, Jim Weaver actually was the uh, host for that original meeting, which was in February 2003. And we kind of put together an idea that said we wanted to have a community farmer's market. And it took us about 16 months to figure out how to do that. None of us had a farming background. None of us had uh, you know, any businesses in town. So we did the due diligence to find the farms. We are very much a community-based farmer's market. This has been our home for nine years. We started out with nine vendors eight farms, one bakery, and we now have 13 farms and 13 food vendors. Hey Amy, how are you? Fine, how are you? Very well. We need to get some uh, good produce for our uh, dinner tonight. Oh, we definitely need some sweet corn. Hey. I need some white potatoes for some homemade gnocchi and of course some Jersey tomatoes. You can help me with that. Mm -hmm. um, our corn was picked this morning. It's our bicolor corn. Mm -hmm. um, it's exceptionally good. Wow. Beautiful. Um, if you're going to use it tonight, just throw it in the refrigerator, leave mm -hmm. the husk on. Potatoes, you know, if you use them tonight, just leave the dirt on until you're going to use them. And then the tomatoes are ready to eat for tonight. Okay, great. Now, back in the day, you were really known for potatoes in we that area, right? We were a potato farm. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah, strictly potato farm. Uh -huh. Not a lot of people get a treat with a, with a fresh dug potato. It's There's like It's like eating an apple, difference. right? Yes. Yeah, delicious. Well, I think it's going to be a big treat for the guests tonight. Thank you. Good. Good. Looking forward to it. All right, we're going to come back a little while and pick these up. Sounds okay. good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. There's more to Stoltz's than potatoes and pick your own. Let's head out to the farm and find out more. For years, the Stoltz family farm has been the go-to farm for people in Cranberry and in Plainsboro. So talk to me a little bit about when this farm started. This farm was purchased by my grandfather in 1950. And it's now a family affair. I know your wife is involved, your children are involved. Right, that's exactly. I mean, it first started out across the road in Plainsboro on our front lawn. That's where we're at a picnic table and an umbrella and a little zucchini and a little tomatoes and all that. And they parked on the street. 
So I see that there's some old wagons behind me. Are they original to the farm from the uh, early 1900s? The wagon with the with the top on it. That's we have pictures of that being drawn by horse horses pulling it back in the early in 1900s. the potato field. In the potato field, actually loading potatoes onto it. So. But you've since moved on to tractors, I take it. Yes, <laughs> my grandfather. He sold the animals in 1930. In the 1930s? He got rid of the horses, he got rid of the cows, and he ate the chickens. He ate the chickens? We think so. Okay. That's not, that's not sure, but I figured out how would you get rid of chickens. 1990, we were the first farm in Middlesex County to be preserved. Wow. So we set the standard in Middlesex County, and other farms followed after, after we did. So how many preserved acres are here that you're farming now? 200. 200 acres. And the variety of crops, clearly you still have the potatoes, but I see tomatoes and zucchini right. well, and... Like, we start out with asparagus and with pumpkins and have a whole lot of things in between. Now, sweet corn is one of our main crops. We're kind of noted for having our sweet corn. All right. The well, best in the area. That's I, what the customers tell I us. did see the sweet corn at the West Windsor Farmer's Market, which is where we're actually going to head back to right now. Hi, Scott. How are you? I am well. How are you? Doing good. We've got to get some stuff for our big dinner tonight. Great. So I thought Turhoon Orchards would be a, a great stop. Well, so, thanks for thinking of us. Yeah, well, I see some wonderful beets over here. What are these? Red Ace beets? Yep, those are Red Ace. Uh huh. Extremely nice choice. Beautiful. Well, I think we're going to definitely take some of these for the dinner tonight. What yeah, do you think? Good. I think it's great. It's funny because I think of orchard and I don't think of eggplant and squash and beets, but. <laughs> we aim to be a one stop shop. Yeah, we do a whole ton of vegetables. So. And I heard something about your pies. Yep, we have bakery also, and so we've got whole bunch of pies that come out of there and cookies. All right. Yep. Sounds Excellent. great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Fruits, vegetables, a bakery, family activities. We're off to Terhune Orchards. I'm here with Pam Mount at her family-owned orchard, Terhune Orchard in Princeton, New Jersey. Pam, thanks for having us. We're delighted to have you. Welcome to Terhune Orchards. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about this land. So this has always been a farm. In 1975, my husband and I were looking around and this little farm was for sale. So we decided to uh, try farming. Uh, at the time, in 1975, the uh, chic thing to do was to have your French baguettes flown in from Paris or Ypres and whatever. And buying and eating local and supporting local agriculture was not necessarily on people's Not the hip thing like it is now. No. So we've been working and working at that. And uh, in order to help do that, we promote people coming to the farm. Rather than taking our stuff to some kind of grocery store or whatever, whatever, we thought our best asset was this beautiful farm. And so now about a half a million people visit this farm a year. So people can kind of experience, so I like to say, activities that memories are made of, the right. kinds of things that people would remember if their grandfather had a farm. We pretend this farm belongs to all Play those farmer kids. for the yeah. day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, Pam, well, I would love it if you could take me up to the farm market and show me a little bit more about what you do here. We'll see all the different crops and uh, how people come and enjoy being right on a farm to get their fruits and vegetables. I love it. The market at Terhune Orchard is a great place to visit and shop. This is a 100 and now maybe 50 year old barn 
that was actually built as an apple storage. And over the years, people said, why don't you grow raspberries? Or why don't you grow okra or whatever? And if you grow, we'll buy it. That's all we need to hear. <laughs> so when we try and be really sustainable and, and promote uh, all different kinds of crops. So we grow about 40 different crops. So all season long, when you come to Turkey and Orchards Farm Store or see us at the farmer's markets, there's a great selection of new and different kinds of fruits and vegetables. And that's what is fun about being here. Okay, my name is uh, Jim Weaver. I'm the chef and owner of Trey Piani Restaurant. Welcome. Many of you that know me, I've been involved with uh, local foods for a long time and started the uh, slow food chapter here in uh, New Jersey in 1999. So all these uh, great New Jersey farms are, are something I've been supporting for a, a long, long time. Tonight we're featuring four local farms that also are members at the West Windsor Community Farmers Market. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Trepiani Kitchen. Today we're going to make a roasted eggplant uh, salad with local tomatoes, the pickled Chinese cabbage, and a roasted beet vinaigrette. What I did is I took uh, some Japanese eggplant and we peeled them and roasted them in the oven with a little olive oil, a little salt and pepper. I'm going to put that in a the bowl. Then we're going to take a little bit of uh, chopped local tomato, just little bite-sized pieces. They go right in the bowl. We pickled a little bit of Chinese cabbage, a little bit of fresh chopped cilantro. Then we just mix that together. And we're gonna put that right into a little uh, dough mold. Pack that in. Put that on the plate. We're just gonna add a little bit of this beautiful roasted beet vinaigrette. The salad goes right on top. Couple drops of uh, a little balsamic syrup. Heirloom sun gold tomato garnish. Slice of beet. Fresh sprig of cilantro. This is the salad we're gonna prepare tonight. And uh, next thing I'm gonna do is make the sauce for the uh, gnocchi that we're gonna serve as the entree tonight. Okay, now we're getting ready to make some uh, fresh potato gnocchi. Real simple, it's got flour, egg, butter, and uh, a little grated cheese. First thing we're gonna do is cut the potatoes in half and scoop out the flesh right into my uh, food mill here. Great little machine to have at home. Okay. Get that nice, beautiful, fluffy potato. That's gonna go into a bowl. Equal amounts flour. One egg, a little bit of grated cheese, a little melted butter, and then we're just going to stir that up, make a nice dough. These are uh, nice fresh potatoes from uh, the Stultz Farm over in uh, Plainsboro. Okay, so now we've got our dough formed. Let this rest for a few minutes, but let me just show you how to uh, roll them out a little bit. We're just going to roll them out into a uh, little logs like this and just pinch off little pieces. And you can cook them just like that. But in Italy, what we like to do is just roll them right off the back of a fork. They get nice little grooves in there and uh, it helps kind of hold the sauce, especially if you're doing a uh, tomato sauce or something. But I think they make them look nice as well. So roll that right off again. Okay, now you saw how to make the gnocchi. Now we're gonna make the sauce for the gnocchi. So what we're gonna start with is a little bit of uh, olive oil and a little bit of butter. Just gonna let that get hot. 
And uh, the ingredients in this dish is an Asian-Italian fusion. This is a water spinach from Chia Sin Farms up in Pittstown, along with uh, Chinese long beans. They're kind of fun. I'm gonna add just a little bit of uh, hot pepper. This is actually a little jalapeno pepper, but it's kind of fairly mild jalapeno pepper. It's some good New Jersey sweet corn. Nothing better than that. It gives a nice sweetness, nice little crunch to the, uh, to the entree. Happens to go very well with uh, potatoes as well. I've got some uh, Chinese leeks, which are pretty much like a regular leek, maybe a little bit more flavorful. Some of that in as well. We're gonna throw in a few of the uh, long beans. In the meantime, I've got my water boiling and I've got my gnocchi ready to go. This is how fast this is. It goes right in there. And when those gnocchi come to the top and float, you know they're done. Just put them in a little bit of salted water. If you notice I didn't put any salt in the dough because if you add salt to the dough, sometimes it tends to make it a little bit tough, but you always want to salt the, the water whenever you're cooking any pasta. Throw in a little bit of this uh, water spinach, which uh, got an interesting taste. It's, it's very mild. I can't say it's a lot like traditional spinach, but it's definitely got kind of a very kind of grassy, kind of cool flavor, and it has, it has a nice texture as well. So that takes no time at all to cook. Okay, get a bowl ready. Okay, we'll get our gnocchi in there. And we're gonna finish this with a little cheese. This is a, uh, a tome from uh, Cherry Grove Organic Farm. I'm on Route 206 there in Lawrenceville. Right in the bowl. And that is the dish. Okay, and there we have it. This is the potato gnocchi, the potatoes from Stoltz Farm.